Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the first part of our full interview with Kurt Smith, where we discuss the traditional and operational tasks of Corporate Treasury. Kurt is the director of Marengo Capital and vice president and technical director of ACTA, Australian Corporate Treasury Association. Kurt has a diverse professional background, including banking as a head of derivative trading, third management as an investment strategist, consultant with Marengo Capital, and of course, corporate treasurer. Marengo Capital is a corporate advisory company which specializes in creating and managing value. Kurt's sweet spot is in strategic treasury and corporate finance, ensuring that capital is sourced, structured, and allocated in a value-creating way. In the episode of today, expect to learn what treasury departments tend to focus on and whether it is the right thing or not, what risk appetite and risk strategy truly mean, what enterprise value and enterprise risk means in terms of KPIs, and much, much more. We really hope you will enjoy the episode. And when you think about how you discovered the podcast in the first place, it was probably through word of mouth, social media, or a recommendation from your favorite podcast app. And this is our ask to you. The only way people can discover our podcast and learn about it and learn about treasury is thanks to you. So if you could follow the show, give us a review and or share the episode if you like it, it would truly mean the world to us. Last but not least, if you would like to learn more about artificial intelligence and how it can transform our industry, join our bi-weekly newsletter, AI Treasury Insights. Follow the link in the description or head to corporate-treasury-101.com slash newsletter. With all that being said, please welcome Kurt Smith. So, Kurt, thanks so much for joining us on the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. Could you start off by explaining to us, from your experience and your point of view, what treasury departments tend to focus on primarily and what's their primary function? Yeah, I think they tend to focus on risk and, and financial risk management uh, in, in particular. And, and the thing about financial risk management is it, it's such a generic term that it can be interpreted very widely or very narrowly. And, and most treasurers that, that I come across, I choose to interpret it narrowly because that's what they've always done or because they think that's what boards want them to do. And I think, however, that, that boards have a, have a more, more mature approach to risk. Um, they know that to exploit opportunities that they have to take risk. And so my approach is to be much more direct with a board. Uh, I like to let them know what is possible and then ask them for the type of treasury operating model that they want. The main functions though that those treasury departments typically go through, you mentioned there, cash management, risk, and and what else would be like, if you say like, if you had to summarize into one sentence, treasury departments do this, this, and this, what would be those key parameters? Well, cash and liquidity management, uh, funding and, and refinancing, financial risk management and, and operational risk management. I think that covers the day-to-day BAU activities of, of a treasury function. And, and I think while these, while these functions are, are common across treasury, the, the approaches of 
treasurers are very different. And, and I'd sort of classify them as operational treasury and strategic treasury. Um, and I think most treasurers stop at operational treasury. And while that's a, a necessary prerequisite for strategic treasury, and that makes it important because you can't be strategically ambitious if you're making operational mistakes. I think if you do stop at operational treasury, you're leaving so much value on, on the table. And, and, and it's because of that, that that I'm really very passionate about, about value. And, and that's something that I've always tried to bring either as a consultant or as a treasurer in companies and get that through through my teams. And it, it's quite a, once you do get that, it, you, it, it, it really brings along that sort of internal culture within the team. People really start to, to enjoy it and, and to look at uh, ways that they can, can actually add value. They can see where they fit in companies. So it's, um, I think there's a, there's a lot of value being left on the table in, in a lot of companies, in the way treasuries actually, or treasurers run their treasury businesses. Super interesting. Definitely going to be relevant for what we're going to talk about today then in the rest of the episode. But, but before we move into that, so you, you mentioned also something interesting before as well. So how does the rest of the company typically look at the treasury department? Typically, we hear that, oh, treasury is a support function. And I guess that's like the perception is you're there to help enable the activities. Is that how other, like the remaining parts of the other functions of the company see treasury overall? I think so. Uh, and, and I think, you know, that there's some, and legitimately so in some cases, but I, I think for me, treasurers often say that they're a cost center and that's because they don't see themselves as a profit center, right? And, and so the natural thing is, okay, let's let's go into a cost center. But if you do that, you're an overhead on the business. It's like you're a, a tax on the business that that you serve. And since you, you've got to you've got to recover overheads or lower your operating margin, and and so and, and the same as tax, it's 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 an additional cost that has to be recovered. And none of those things sound particularly positive to me. And so people tend to, to get in this mindset, I'm a cost center, so I've got to reduce cost. I've got to, I've got to save as much as I can. Whereas I think there's another option, and, and that other option is to be a, a center of strategic value add. And this is where you challenge your treasury team to, to operate like a business. And for that, you need to add value. And at a minimum, the value you have to add has to cover the cost of your seat. So that's going to be your salary, the on costs, or the gear you're using. You, you need to be able to show that you're adding at least that much value for an owner to think it's legitimate to have you there in the first place. And and as I've said, once you once you do that and you start challenging people, I think at first it can be almost a little bit threatening. People think, oh god, how am I going to do that? But once you sort of bring them along for the ride, they realise it's just applying a commercial mindset it's looking at this as if i'm an owner of the business how, how am i going to support running this business and that's that's where we almost do that full circle right you, you are supporting the business but you're coming at it from a different a different mindset a different perspective good all makes a lot of sense and actually we, we'd like to dive into this a little bit later on to really see how treasury can bring value and how they can change from being a cost center to a profit center somehow but maybe to, to begin with and, and remain in the high level, understand the overall big picture, 
Can you remind us of what the risk appetite is, please? So risk appetite for me is defined by the board and they decide the risks that they want to take. They rate those risks and they decide the risks that they don't have any appetite to take as well. And that's typically done at an enterprise-wide level and then that then cascades down into different business units. Um, and I think I think treasuries have an opportunity to influence risk appetite by mounting a strategic case to the board. And often where that opportunity lies is in the area that treasury explores the least, which is the allocation of capital. So every treasurer sources capital. Some treasurers then look at structuring capital. Very few look at capital allocation. And I think that's a space for treasurers to actually get involved and have the opportunity to influence risk. And one thing that we sort of touched on before when we were looking at, you know, what's the perception of treasury in the broader business? If you are at that cost center end of the spectrum, often you also come very late in the value chain. And that's when people come to you and say, all right, we've decided we're doing this. Can you now raise 200 million or 400 million in the market? And it's, it's much better from a treasury perspective to be involved at the beginning of the value chain because that's when you can have influence on the decisions that are made. And often, well, not often, but it's happened a few times where people come to me and say, okay, we, we've decided everything. We want you to raise, you know, um, 500 million in the market. And then I'm sort of saying, well, hang on, this is crazy. It doesn't stack up. We can't raise at these levels. Those levels are history. Uh, the market's in a different space now. Um, and, and so it really is about, uh, I think there is the opportunity to play at the beginning of the value chain and have influence. And that's infinitely more interesting. So the risk appetite will be a, Valuable, actually, it fluctuates throughout types depending on the market conditions and with the treasurer that advises the board on what approach to take when it comes to risk appetite. Is that a bit the spirit, or how would you how would you say risk appetite is actually decided on? Yeah, so I I think the thing about risk in general uh, with with treasury, so I think there's a misconception that that the role is to minimise risk. And some people, I think, even look at, on a transactional basis, they're looking to eliminate risk. And, and companies don't operate in that space. Companies, they're actually looking to take risk. They just want to take the risk that, that they're targeting and no more. So, uh, and, and what they're looking to get is, is a return on the invested capital that they deploy. And to have that capital that's allocated to have it allocated in an efficient manner which means to you allocate it at a return that you know you're then going to grow your capital base and that makes everything sustainable right um now that for me is is the risk game and to look at it that way you, you need to be looking at it more from the perspective of an owner and from the board and the C-suite. And, and that is the key difference between, I think anyway, between being operationally focused, so operational treasury and being strategic treasury. And strategic treasury as a term has been around for decades. 
but I still talk with people at, at conferences and um, networking and everything else, and people don't actually know what it means. And for me, that's what it means. It means getting out of the weeds, looking enterprise-wide, looking over a longer time horizon and thinking, how am I going to add value in this business? What's, what's my role in the value chain to help add value in this business? And if I can't do that, then I can't explain it to my team. And then my team ends up doing day-to-day jobs where they don't understand their role in the company. It's just, yeah, I turn up, I do this activity, but I don't know how it contributes actually to the company. Whereas if you can if you can turn your mind to looking at assisting to build value, you then make the company economically sustainable. You're able to grow the capital base to help you do more of the stuff that C-suite and board want to do. The other thing is if you don't, you deplete your capital base and you end up being able to do less and less and less. So I'm not sure if that answered your question, Guillaume. I hope it did. Um, <laughs> I, 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 could have gone, I could have gone down a rabbit hole a little bit, but I think that, that for me, it's, it's taking that enterprise-wide perspective, that broader, that broader perspective. Yeah. So, Kurtz, let me reassure you, it absolutely does, and it actually answers my next question as well, which was, do you see, so speaking of this operational versus strategic treasury, do you sometimes see gaps between a company's risk appetite and what treasury departments actually sold for in terms of risk? guess the answer to this question is yes, definitely. And actually, probably most of the time still. Yeah, absolutely. See, see it all the time. I think it's because of a more bottom-up approach that's taken. And that's understandable to some sense. As I said, you've got to have a very strong um, operational treasury foundation in order to be strategically ambitious. So you have to do those things well. You, you, you can't be wanting to go to the board and, and present and then you know as you're as you're getting ready to do that you're having to report compliance breaches they're not going to trust you on something strategic that that might be multi multi-year and and you know multi-billion and then um, discover that you're, you're dropping the ball on on simple things so I do see it all the time and I think it's because people, People tend to fall into treasury. You know, you, you, often it's not a career path that you you identify at university. It's something that you discover and that you come into, but then you find you love it and you don't leave. And, and you tend to go up the ranks. So you start with the detail and the technical proficiency. But the further you get up, the technical proficiency is, is understood it's it's something that you just have to have. What becomes really important is your ability to communicate those difficult technical concepts in a in a simple way. One for the operational side of the business to be able to explain why why it's important um, that they interact with you and interact early, and then the other is in relation to uh, to C suite and 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 board. Uh, you, you need to be able to explain things in a way which which makes it simpler for them. So how would you actually, in terms of KPIs, to, to put a little bit of metrics and, and concrete uh, numbers on it, or at least we can wrap our head around it, how would you rank 
enterprise value and enterprise risk in terms of KPIs. And I think linked to this is, is finally financial risk one of the biggest enterprise risk in the end? And if so, why? Yeah, okay. So, look, I, I think one thing that I've been told in the past is that um, nothing gets done unless it's a KPI. So it has the ability of focusing people's mind. And for me, the enterprise value and enterprise risk are KPIs for the board and for C-suites. So if you are able to demonstrate how Treasury can help build enterprise value and, and, and reduce enterprise risk, then you're helping the board and the C-suite meet their KPIs. And so that is a very compelling case why you then get that seat at the table and people always talk about oh, i want, want a seat at the table i want to be i want to have that influence well if you can show a c-suite board how you will help them meet their kpis they, they have a, a much greater interest in in actually listening to you and financial risk is financial risk one of the biggest enterprise risks then um I would say yes. Um, certainly for the companies that I've worked for, the answer is yes. And and the, the companies that I've consulted to, it's been yes as well. And that's because, you know, we deal in, in financial markets. Financial markets uh, are volatile. They, they move around a lot and in ways that um, can often be surprising. We deal in large volumes. Um, so, you know, we, we don't bat an eyelid at, at, you know, raising 500 million or a yard or two yards and you know, that's, that's, that's something that, that we're accustomed to. Um, but if you think about that with, with interest rate movements or with currency movements, the, the change in value can be substantial. Um, it can turn something from being economic to being uneconomic. So I think we're, we're in a, as, as a treasury team or as a treasurer, you're in a really good and interesting position with, with, with company, and that was really one of the main reasons why I I made the change from from financial market roles. You know, I was I started off as a fund manager trading bonds and currency, and then I, I went into into a bank uh, to head up a derivative trading unit. And those jobs were interesting, but it was all just you know money, 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 and that was the be all and end all. Um, and that's fine. You were helping companies by taking risks they they didn't want to take. But there's nothing like a longer-term corporate survival and, and companies that are wanting to do things that are, that are helping consumers or helping the broader economy. There's nothing like actually being part of, being part of that, helping, helping a company to succeed. 